The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, offering insights, wisdom, and counsel from the most respected CEOs. Here is the host of the Crossman Conversation, CEO edition, John Crossman. Hello, this is John Crossman, and welcome to the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. Today's guest is Clayton Patterson. He's the CEO of Digital Space Marketing. Clayton, Clay, my friend, glad to have you here, buddy. Thanks <laughs> Thank for being you. on the show. You, uh, you have your own company uh, based in Central Florida, growing, a lot of good stuff going on. That said, the reason why you're here is you recently wrote a book, and it's called Blast Off, What Executives Need to Know About Digital Marketing. And I bought the book. I have the book. I've endorsed the book. So just to get that around the table, I'm a fan. Thank you. Thank um, you. But go in and tell us, um, first of all, why did you write the book? Well, it took me about two years to write, but the purpose was there's only a few things that CEOs and executives really need to know about digital marketing. That's the that's the audience that I was writing towards. And for those executives, digital marketing can be extremely confusing. A lot of them don't get started or don't believe the internet's still here to stay and that people use the internet to find patients or clients or whatever your target market is using the internet. And so I wanted to take the knowledge that I've accumulated over the past 15 years and put it into a book that someone such as yourself, who's a CEO and executive, could pick up, read cover to cover, or maybe even just individual chapters, dive in and understand from a 60,000 foot view what digital marketing is and how they can leverage the internet and data and different variables involved in internet marketing to grow their business. Gotcha. So this is not for the 21-year-old college student that wants to become a venture capitalist. That's not, this is not for them. This is for literally a guy just like me, right? So who may have some sense of digital marketing, know that it's important um, and is not going to, at this point in their life, do a deep dive and become an expert on it. They read this book that they gives them the overview and then they can make the right decisions. Absolutely. So the, the purpose too is to you're not going to actually build your own Facebook ads. You're not going to actually launch your own YouTube ads and do technical retargeting and be worried about the alternative descriptions behind every image on your website, right? But becoming aware of these type of things and understanding that they're even levers for you to pull in trying to grow your business or grow your personal brand, whatever it may be, um, is very valuable to hold others accountable and to understand even maybe even more than the people who are actually doing your digital marketing, what options you have and what tools you have in the quiver to pull out and deploy into the marketplace to grow digitally. Gotcha. Okay. So let's, uh, let's, can we come with a fun example and then you can walk us through. Okay. So Mike, Mike Gillen, our producer, um, people I think know this, but he is quite the guitarist. That's true. Oh my goodness. Thank you. No, you are. Acoustic, electric? Uh, Both. Both. Yeah. Okay. He play he, he several o- types. He often tells me, he says, John, when can I get my axe out? And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's crazy, <laughs> right? But let's just pretend that Mike wants to open up Mike's guitars. Mm-hmm. He wants to, he's, he's going to sell guitars now. Ooh, and, and, and it's a, that's what fun. an idea. That's fun, right? So yeah. Mike comes to you and he wants to sell guitars and I want to leverage digital marketing. What would you say? What does he need to do? What's, what would be your jump out? Is it, is it, is he tweet? What does he do? What is so, it? I think the foundation of anything digital these days is a website. People go to your social media, people go to your website. So if let's just, let's 
let's play before you read blast off you would go to wix or squarespace where you mm. see these super bowl mm -hmm. commercials for these mm -hmm. people to build websites out you'd build a website maybe it looks beautiful i actually it, have a it, website for squarespace boom yeah, squarespace there it is yeah and they do great advertising mm -hmm. and so then after you read blast off you start realizing okay i've built a vehicle for this race right and i'm in this race but I went to an auto dealer and I just asked for a car and they sold me a car. But what I didn't realize was I needed a Ferrari engine to win this race and to get ahead of the competition because the first page on Google and the internet and digital marketing is so competitive that I need that. And while the body kit of the car, Squarespace, Wix, WordPress, whatever it may be, looks really good that the user sees, I need something souped up under the hood of the engine to get me traffic, to get eyeballs on the brand. So you'll start mm. understanding the building blocks of that engine and why when you walk into the auto dealer and you ask for a car and they just sell you a car, why the difference of what's under the hood and what pieces are being used to build that car will ultimately have a major effect, maybe even 80% effect, how your website ranks on search engines like Google and how much traffic it actually gets. So two years after launching, you might not have a lot of organic traffic, but if the vehicle's structured correctly and all these little pieces are put together correctly, then two years later, it skyrockets. I gotcha. So um, uh, Mike's Guitars, he comes and sees you. The first thing you say is website. But it's not just website. It's got to go really into the deep, the details of what that website's... What type of website. What type of website. So not all cars are the same, not all websites are the same. Well, I use that example. I don't, I don't practice law actively, but I'm, I own a law firm called finitylaw.com. And with, with that, the legal industry is so heavily regulated, right? The finance industry is so heavily regulated. But the internet and hmm. marketing and website building industry is not regulated. I can charge any price to build you a website. And typically, just like at an auto dealer, I don't have the skill set or you don't have the skill set to look under the hood of the engine and know what you're getting, right? And so there's a major difference and, and not all websites are created equally, even though the prices could be different, right? Hmm. And so not that you need to know what all of those technical pieces are, but just becoming aware of there is a difference under the hood of these engines Let's have a conversation about it, or let's at least have a conversation with someone who can tell us about these factors mm -hmm. that are going to ultimately determine how well my business does. I was doing a consulting project for a mall years ago, and uh, I had told the guy that was, uh, you know, the mall, the mall manager, I was like, hey, look, there's some fundraising events involving local schools and like you could sponsor like $150. It's like nothing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but then you're connected to all these moms and you know, moms and shoppers and it all makes sense. And he goes, well, we don't, we don't have any money in the budget. And I said, why is that? And he goes, well, we spent, um, we spent all $5,000 on our marketing budget on doing a, a YouTube video. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. So I looked up the YouTube video and I sent to some people in my office, we all looked at it. And so I called his boss who was out of state and I said, hey, I just want you to know, like, you know, because I'm a consultant. I was like, you know, you, 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 this guy said this. And then she's like, yeah, I know. We spent the five grand on the video. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. I said, how many views does it have? And she goes, oh, boy, I'm really scared to know. And I said, well, the answer is 14. Ooh. And half of those are from people in my office today. Right. So it's a really nice video. Right. Someone got paid to make a really nice video. 
no one has seen it. Yeah. And that's been one of my experiences, like with all kinds of digital marketing. It's like someone's like, oh, I'll do this and do this and this. Well, if it's got no likes, it's got no views, it's got no comments, it's got nothing, you could spend a ton of money and have basically have a car with no wheels. You're right. Or, and, and I think that's, that's one of the most important points when people are producing content in general, no matter what the medium is. And in that example, they took it nine tenths the way there. They got the, an amazing video produced, but they didn't put any fuel on the fire. They built the rocket ship and didn't gas it up and shoot it. And so putting money behind these, especially towards your specific target audiences is key. And, and in, in blast off what executives need to know about digital marketing it, it really goes into how all of these intricacies play together, how just producing the content is not enough. The optimizing your marketing strategies, knowing your target market and knowing where your target market is depending on channels and how to advertise on those channels all come together from, from the customer journey to branding to optimizing your marketing to landing page design all the way to your budget and what you should spend after you produce a $5,000 video, how much should we spend on it? Well, and in that example was, uh, that essentially became a resume piece for the marketing guy. Mm. That, that's all that happened with that. <laughs> um, Alyssa, I want to pull that through a little bit further, but we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna be right back. Managing a team that has a lack of accountability and effective communication can be frustrating. Bill Roto-Rooter can help you build a cohesive team and a collaborative work environment. As a retired commander of the Navy's premier training system and research development organization, Roto has the experience to help you build trust and a high-performing team as you navigate high-pressure situations. To schedule a complimentary call with Roto, go to rotospeaks.com and complete the form and put the Crossman conversation in the message field. Here's a call to those who want to make an impact on their company, their community, or who possess a desire to make the world a better place. Crossman Career Builders provides the tools and resources for you or your company to make a difference on some of the toughest issues that we all face. Crossman Career Builders partners with CEOs, politicians, and pastors seeking to address problems of racism, mental health, addiction, justice, and suicide. CrossmanCB.com. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. Once again, here's John Crossman. We are back here with Clayton Patterson, CEO of Digital Space Marketing. He's talking about his book, Blast Off, What Executives Need to Know About Digital Marketing. I have the book. I've endorsed the book. I'm a fan. And so now I want to talk a little bit deeper about uh, how, how does a CEO judge success, like if they're doing a good job? And I want to give you this example. I, I got an email from a guy I know, and he works for a guy, and that guy is a CEO. His company has about 50,000 employees. I have like seven. He has 50,000. Um, that guy has a seven figure marketing budget. My marketing budget is zero. And so the guy sent me this thing. He's like, Hey, this is all the cool things we're doing for social media for our guy. One of my feedback, Clay, I have five times more followers on LinkedIn wow. than that guy. And so I sent an email back and I broke down the numbers. My numbers are, it's ridiculous. And so I didn't say back, I'm like, so observationally, it seems like you guys should be doing a lot more and I should be a lot less. I've never heard back from the guy. 
I, I'm thinking what he was thinking is I was just going to be like, super duper good job. But I'm really burdened by it because like I, I have friends that work at that company. Like it seems like, ouch, that's not really working. So how, did, how does the CEO say with some level of confidence, my digital marketing is working? Like it's, it's happening here. How, how do they know? Yeah. And I think that that goes into a very deep subject that we could spend hours discussing, but to try you got, to, uh, 30 seconds, yeah, <laughs> to, try to, to try to peel back the onion on that. I think it, it starts with your goals, right? Like right. what are your KPIs, your key performance indicators, and what, what are you measuring? And are you hitting those goals? Even, even with my own team, we'll look back at our own social media and we'll say, Oh, it, it looks a lot better. It, it feels, um, more friendly, our target markets thought of more, but that's all good on the surface, right? But what does that result in? Right. What 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 does that result in? So that that executive who has that type of budget and who is spending that, what is he comparing that to? Are the leads actually coming through with, you know, six, seven figures towards a marketing budget? There should be measurable ROI, which is great for our, our industry to be able to look at hard data, see marketing channel campaigns, see a YouTube video that, that you do put money behind or that has uh, organic following and or, organic push and see what leads are coming out of that. If it's specifically for a for-profit business, right? Um, so I think it's taking those goals, backtracking if you're actually meeting those goals and going from there. So, yeah, I think that's a, cro- a chronic issue of marketing in general. Like we're just talking about marketing. I remember years ago, I was with a major real estate company and we had three different marketing firms pitch us to market for us. And I kept asking for the measurable and I can't tell how many times they'd say, well, you know, it's creates buzz, creates buzz. And I'm <laughs> what like, does the buzz do? <laughs> I don't know what the buzz is doing. And as I got older, I learned about like the value of like being in editorial content versus being in an ad. Right. And so I'm like, man, you're like, we're trying to grow a brand and we're getting in articles where people are talking about our brand or talking about what we're doing. Like some of our clients we're working with, like that has an ROI. I really can, I can better track that, you know? So I love what you're saying because it's, it seems like some people, when it comes to marketing, they may just be like, oh, marketing, buzz, whatever. And you're saying like, no, stop. You got to say exactly what's the KPI. What what are you, what are you trying to do? Right. And as you alluded to, or you're talked about in the, the first section of this, the person with a $5,000 YouTube video with 14 views, you know, what, what is, what was the goal? You know, someone clearly told them, Hey, you need a video. Hey, you need a $5,000 video. They got sold on it, but just didn't ask what's the goal of this. What are we trying to do? Oh, we're trying to get people to watch our YouTube video. Probably a pretty basic goal, right? Without even discussing target market channels, et cetera, et cetera call to actions, what we want right. them to do define success yeah. while they watch it or after they watch the YouTube video. But that's where, you know, asking that at the very beginning will help you later define success in your campaigns. Did you actually hit that target? Did you actually, you know, meet that goal? So it's just one of those things where it's like, uh, you've got to like have the goal, you got to communicate it, and then you got to come back and keep checking on it and then pivoting based on how it's coming along. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And so whatever those adjustments need to be made to like to help define that success is absolutely key. Right. And figuring out the strategy really to get there, you know, of outlining what we need to do to get to that. And if we do all these things properly, will we actually hit those goals? Well, yeah. and, and so I've given sort of three different examples. And so like in the first one with uh, Mike's guitars, 
you know, in his, in that you know, example, it'd be like, is he selling more guitars? Like there's kind of this direct correlation. This the guitar sales up, are they down? Right. Mm-hmm. So you can track that. You know, when I gave the example of the mall was what's fascinating me about that is like, that's an also trackable thing. Like are visits to the mall up or down in my mind, do the $150 uh, sponsorship at the local elementary school. And then you're handing out coupons or whatever you're doing. And you're like, Hey, the month of the mall, our visits went up because they had tracking, you know, little things. There's no, there's no success to track to the video. Right. And I, and I think the data optimization conversation, like that's where to zoom out a little bit too. There's only a few things that executives and CEOs need to know about the data tracking. And then the rest is off to the team and the individuals actually doing the work and bringing them back the scorecard or, or the dashboard. Right. But understanding what to measure isn't even something that you necessarily as an executive or CEO need to do, but you do need to understand that, Hey, this is what we're measuring. Well, I go back to when I made this story about the, tell you the story about the, the other CEO with the 50,000 employees, you know, for me, uh, cause like you, I have a book. And so I was like, Hey, I need a big, you know, LinkedIn database. Social media, cause like there's customers out there. That's part of like, I'm selling through Amazon, whatever this other CEO, maybe that's not his metrics. And so maybe, even though his company is so much bigger than mine, it may not be failure, right? That yeah. mine's five times bigger. That actually may be success. Very you know, true. like if so, if we're just looking at numbers, there's one way to define it. You got to know what it is for you and then have that level of definition of success. Yeah. But if, if they're putting hundreds of thousands of dollars behind that campaign yeah, and, and you're not and you're getting the results that, that you're getting without putting hundreds of thousands of dollars behind those channels, well, there's a lesson to be learned there. Whether yeah. it's quality of content, whether it's target market, um, whether it's distribution channels, there's something there and failing to look at it uh, could be a mistake. I gotcha. <laughs> we just got about a, a minute or two left here. Can you, can you give me an example of a, of a company that's just crushing it, doing it right? Could be, I mean, it could be a household name, but are there, are there companies out there you're like, man, that, that, that digital marketing, a blank is just doing it on fire and I, I love what they're doing. I would say I have a buddy who started a butt wipe company called Good Wipes. Um, and they've done really well with the disposable wipe I don't, I don't want to Google that. But, <laughs> but, but you're um, saying with that product, they've done it with, right and it's working. With that product, the branding, the messaging, the marketing, and you know, turning it almost to a $30 million valuation like within a few years is, is amazing in that marketplace. And, and with that type of product and with that type of branding and messaging that they can be playful with and address the subject in a, in a, in a fun, interesting way, and also generate eyeballs on the brand that lead to conversions, right? A, a YouTube video having a million viewers, if you are a for-product company that doesn't lead to sales, doesn't, yes, it's great for brand awareness and each video has a different purpose, but you know they do a really good job executing on all of those levels that actually affect the bottom line. You know, one of our previous guests, who's a friend of yours as well, is our buddies from Appliance Direct. And I think they've done a super job, you know, amazing they're, they're, job. They're, there's amazing job. And, uh, he tells a story about being in a uh, piece of Italy and somebody's wearing an appliance direct t-shirt and they're from London for crying out loud. Right. Like that's like, wow, these are little local Orlando guys. And so they have some level that they figured that out. They've connected to their audience and created brand awareness and, and it correlates to sales. And, the, and their website's a beast. I've looked done a technical audit on it and, and looked into the organic side of things, the way it was built and the way it's structured they have built a Ferrari engine wrapped in a Ferrari body kit. That's awesome. And um, it works really well to affect their bottom line positively. 
Well, Clayton Patterson, CEO of Digital Space Marketing, I'm a fan of you. I think you know that. Uh, and I'm a super fan of your book. And I love the fact that your book is directed. You know, sometimes I meet authors. I'm like, who's your target audience? And they say everyone. And I'm like, four-year-olds, 95, come on. <laughs> you know, and so this has a specific direction. And I love that about it. So blast off what executives need to know about digital marketing. Um, and I would, would recommend it to all the CEOs and business leaders that I know. So great job. Well, I appreciate that. And thank you for having me on today. Absolutely. We're going to take a break and then have our final segment. Crossmock Services is a commercial real estate firm offering a wide range of professional services, including advisory, brokerage and leasing, investing, and property management. Our staff comprises the industry's most seasoned professionals who possess the needed knowledge in real estate investments, analysis, and portfolio management to drive growth. See how Crossmark can work for you. That's CrossmarkServices.com. At JLL, we are reshaping the future of real estate for a better world. For over 250 years, our firm has remained committed to offering trusted and innovative solutions in commercial real estate leasing, management, investment strategies, and technology. JLL.com. See a brighter way. As the largest property tax practice in North America, Ryan's Professionals possess the local footprint and knowledge backed by a team with national expertise to help organizations minimize their property tax liabilities and ensure valuations are fair and accurate. With the Florida tax appeal deadlines approaching rapidly, local experts at Ryan work proactively with many jurisdictions across Florida well in advance of the August trim notice mailing to ensure our clients receive maximum tax savings. Guys, I use Ryan, and I hope you will too. Once again, here's John Crossman. All right, Mike, how about that guy? Oh, he was so interesting. Well, you know, it's funny is uh, he's super, super bright. You know, sometimes I have to ask him to slow down because he's saying so much and he's so on top of it. That said, uh, he kind of nailed it, right? Like, I love yeah. the book. I love how focused it is. I love that, that he is this very defined target audience. And then he's really making very real points, right? Like, I again, I'm a marketing guy. I really like yeah. marketing. I do a lot of marketing. But I don't like generic statements. And so I feel like he's somebody that's going to help somebody save time, save money, make greater impact. Yeah. In fact, we're going to have to cut this short because I've got to get out and develop my guitar sales <laughs> website. <laughs> you sure do. Well, you know, it's funny is that um, uh, I think that it, it's if you spend money, marketing money well, if you spend 5000 it should create fifty or 500000 Sadly, a lot of companies spend 500000 and they don't net 5000 right? So it's one of those ones that even if you're a CEO that's not a marketing person, you really need to, you need to look under the hood on that one, yeah. really understand what it is you're spending on and why. And I loved it. Like, Hey, some companies, they build a rocket ship and never give it the fuel. That was another great visual. That was like, a great one. You have to take it all the way through the execution, man. Yeah. And then you got to see it. Is it working? You know, I think the illustrations about somebody spending so much money and then so few people like, like yeah. you mentioned yeah. only half of the numbers, which were paltry numbers, and half of them were that very day with your own staffers. Well, and look, people have not good motivations sometimes. I think that guy was looking to quit the company, so he diverted marketing funds to help his own career that didn't help out the property. That's yeah. what happened there, yeah. right? And it happens. Sometimes people use a vendor that's their friend or some weird thing. I mean, like, all kinds of crazy stuff happens. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's just apathy, right? Like, you you hire somebody to do a digital campaign, they're like, well, I did the three things, but there's no 
boost. There's no, yeah. there's no jet fuel. There's no like rocket, like we're going to do it, going to crush this. Well, it sounds like even if somebody doesn't like to read an entire book, it would still be worth it to just choose some chapters yeah. that really speak to you and, and jump into it because he said many people are doing that. Well, you know, I like the way he also pointed out his examples of successful companies doing it. He didn't just say like, you know, Coca-Cola or Disney or something right. like that. You know, he was picking like, you know, kind of cool mid-sized companies that were small companies and got really big and have done an A-plus job. And so I would really, I really like that. He was giving very real examples of people who have done it and done it right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, most things in life, most things in life, you can look at somebody else who's already done it and kind of use them as the path, right? Very few people are actually pioneers. You can find mm-hmm. a path to go. And so that's another highlight of find those people who are doing it right and then research, replace book, and then model after them. Love it. Well, that was a good good job, man. It was a great interview. He's a smart guy. I like being around smarter. Somebody feels smarter than me, and he's definitely in that category. So Clayton Patterson, my buddy Clay, glad to have him on the show. Mike Gillen, thanks for as always. It's so much fun to be with you, John. All right, brother. Until next time, we'll see you on the Crossman Conversation, the CEO edition. This has been the Crossman Conversation CEO Edition with your host, John Crossman. Tune in next week for another talk with an experienced CEO that will help bring clarity to your business endeavors. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.